This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Just a closer walk with thee. Precious Savior, still my plea. Day. Help me through the 
Christ we have new life. We live under the grace of God. Let us put aside earthly temptations and commit ourselves to a life of love and service to all. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague. And thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tag, our musicians, to Steve, our uh, reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www. WPCARadio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577. By mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin. And through our website at www.nuicparish.org. 
We thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. Next Sunday, we'll be having worship at Little Falls at 9.30. Today, we get to recognize our graduates, and we want to remember all the graduates as they finish high school. We remember especially Olivia Keppen, Chad Sarslin, Tori Johns, and Garrett Tymon. We wish them the best as they move on to the next phase of their life. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. And you may want to prepare an area for worship. We will be having communion today, so if you want to get the bread, or wafer or wine or grape juice. You might want to have that ready for later on. You might want to have a, a small area where you can have a candle and a cross. Uh, but anyway, and then Bibles for you or your kids. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together. With God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. Amen. We confess our sins before God and one another. God of resurrection, you have redeemed us through the gift of your Son, Yet we often act as though we do not know what that means. We fail to see where we need to change and where we need to work to bring positive change to the world. We remain fixated on ourselves rather than living in love and service for others. Forgive us our sins of thought, word, and action or lack of action that we might better do your will. Now hear the words of forgiveness. Christ is risen indeed and proclaims to you and all creation the entire forgiveness of sin. Receive this gift of forgiveness with joy. Amen. We'll then continue with our gathering songs. I want to walk as a child of the light. I want to follow To give light to the world The star of my life is Jesus I want to see the brightness of God I want to look at Jesus Clear sun of righteousness Shine on my path and show me the way to the Father. I'm looking for the coming of Christ. I want to be with Jesus. When we have run with patience, 
and forgives us. Does that mean we can do whatever we want with impunity? Of course not. We can do better. Can we? Isn't it human nature to sin? In Jesus, you are dead to sin. It doesn't have to rule over you anymore if you don't let it. Well, you can't expect us to be perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. But a mistake is different than a deliberate choice to do wrong. So even though God forgives us, we are expected to do better. You are dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. God, help us remember that we live to you in all that we do and all that we say. Let's continue with the prayer of the day. Holy God, through Jesus Christ, you have given endless grace and forgiveness. Make us see this not as an excuse to sin, but as all the more reason to live as you have called us to. Amen. I encourage you now to share the sign of peace, where you bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, or you may want to remember to do that during the week as you meet different folks that you would be appropriate to share with. And you can do it with, be blessed, or I am blessed in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and add as you want. I love to do the sign of the cross on a forehead for a child to say their name, and then say, child of God, sealed with the Holy Spirit, marked with the cross of Christ forever, you are God's child. Give that touch of love and those words of hope to those around you. We turn now to the scriptures with uh, Steve Helling leading us. The first reading, reading is from the text of Romans, chapter six, verses one through 14. What then are we to say? Should we continue in sin in order to that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin go on living in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? 
Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be destroyed, and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. But if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin, once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin exercise dominion in your mortal bodies to make you obey their passions. No longer present your members to sin as instruments of wickedness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and present your members to God as instruments of righteousness, for sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace. Here ends the first reading. Good morning, young neighbors. I hope you're doing well. School is almost done. Summer is coming fast. What are your plans for having fun in the next few weeks? Now, today we're going to talk about how Jesus died to forgive our sins, and this allows us to go to heaven. That is a great thing. But we also have choice in how we behave and interact with others, and this is how we show that we have Jesus in our heart. I have a situation for you. Let's talk about it. You were at home, and your brother or sister is throwing a ball in the air in the living room trying to hit it with a bat. What do you say? What are you doing? The last time you did that, you broke a lamp. Mom and Dad were mad. Your brother or sister says, I know, but they forgave me. They always say they love me and forgive me no matter what I do. And you say, well, that doesn't give you a free ticket to do anything you want. Does this make sense? Of course not. So let's relate it to our faith. Jesus died to forgive our sins and he loves us no matter what. But does that mean we can do what we want whenever we want? And he'll say, okay, you're forgiven. Go do it again, see you soon. Of course not. If we believe in God and Jesus, we are supposed to be different. Will we make mistakes? Of course. But if we say we are believers in Jesus, what is expected of us? If we sin, we do our best not to do it again. How many of you remember the Cub Scout motto? Do your best. So how do we know how to act? Where do we get our instructions and guidance? Can you think of anything? That's right, the Bible. Now let's dig a little deeper. What in the Bible can we refer to for help? I got a suggestion. How about the golden rule that Jesus stated? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Can you think of anything else? How about the Ten Commandments? Is that a good place to look for help? Of course it is. 
And we can also speak to others we trust that have the love of Jesus in their heart. So let's think a little bit. What would life be like if everyone did whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted? It would be crazy. Would you be able to trust anyone? This is how being a Christian and believing in God and Jesus separates us from the world. We are expected to do our best and set an example for others to follow. And when someone asks about why we are different, we can share our faith in God and Jesus. This is why we don't act like others. Now this is very important. This is why we go to church to get support from others when things get tough. God and Jesus love us very much and will forgive us. However, if we just keep on doing bad things and ask for forgiveness, do we really have them in our heart? Let's bow our heads and fold our hands for a short prayer. Dear God and Jesus, thanks for loving us and forgiving us when we sin. Help us to listen to your guidance in the Bible and through prayers to do our best. Help us to share your love with others that don't know you yet. In your name we pray. Amen. Gospel is from the, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. No one can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Here ends the Gospel. I will serve.
This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Every day we get to hear the promises of God, or I hope you do. It's such a privilege to know that every day his mercies are new. And great is God's faithfulness to us. I want to read from the narrative again as they talk about the text today, especially the first text where Paul in Romans is talking to us about uh, sin and forgiveness. In Paul's letter to the Romans, he pointed out something quite profound. He noted that we have died to sin as Christ died to sin. He acknowledged that sin still abounds in this life, but here's where he nailed it. Paul said, do not let sin exercise dominion in your mortal bodies to make you obey their passions. Too often we have gotten away with bad behaviors and chalked them up to human nature. Too many women have been physically and sexually abused because of the message, boys will be boys, as if males have no capacity to choose their behavior. Too many black men have been murdered because the powers that be believe black people are an inferior species. Too many families have been enslaved to the cycle of poverty because they are lazy or you get what you work for. Too often people are abused, enslaved, impoverished, and kept unhealthy because some things just can't be changed. Paul disagreed. He acknowledged that humans have the capacity to choose how they behave. 
Men don't get to touch women simply because women dress in a way that excites them. Men have the ability to choose to keep their hands to themselves. White people don't get to murder black people simply because they may have a warrant for a misdemeanor. Administrators don't get to expel kids with autism simply because they have a hard time keeping their language in check. We can do better. We can choose. We can make sure. Look what you made me do is never uttered. We can reject the notion that men babysit their own children as if they're doing mom a favor. We can see all people as beloved of God and therefore worthy of our love and respect too. We can do better. Paul challenged his congregation to do better. They have been freed from death and sin. They can choose to live like it's true. We see this all the way through scriptures, the different times where there is that choosing. Joshua, as they're entering into the promised land, choose you this day whom you will serve. He was telling the people, we're headed into a new day. There's a new phase that's going to come on for our nation. There's an exciting time. But you need to choose how you're going to live in this new land. Who's going to be your God? And Joshua continued, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. May that be how we look at our new life. It's a new phase maybe that's coming, or even as we look at tomorrow or today with the challenges that are there and God's meeting us face to face. And we hear those words, choose you this day whom you will serve. And may our response be like Joshua, as for me. In my house, we will serve the Lord. The second text uh, takes us into a little different, well, in a different way where it talks about two masters. But you can't have two masters. You can only have one. You can't be serving two different gods or two things that rule over you because they will conflict. We heard it in a song well, quite a few years ago, Torn Between Two Lovers. We love two things, and yet somewhere in there they clash, and we end up being unhappy. We can't be ruled by hate or self-interest or the past or the need to be accepted at all costs by those around us. We need to look at how God has moved inside of our lives to help us to be free so that we can live a life with benefits. I mean, isn't it better if a man and woman choose to live together <coughs> in love and service where they care for each other and there's no one else that can get, take that away from them? They have committed themselves to each other and they will continue that way. That is a benefit of a long life. I mean, it's fun to see somebody who's been married 50, 60, 70 years and you still see a twinkle in their eye, you still see them hold hands, and you know that there's been a life of forgiveness, of love, of care that has gone on for them and has held them together. That's good. I mean, what about failing, though? When we do live in our self-interest, we end up hurting others or doing things only for ourselves and neglecting the needs of others. 
if we always want to be accepted, we're trying to please everybody and we end up pleasing very few. Or our past, if we hang on to it, it haunts us with all the things that have gone wrong. And we live with guilt and it weighs us down. And if we're ruled by hate, it hurts others. But most of all, it hurts us. So this is just good advice that Jesus is giving us. Be free of the past. Be free to live for others. Be free to care about others. To stand when it needs to be, you need to stand. Commit to each other. It makes a difference for a full life. And when we don't, we see the unhappiness, the destruction that happens. I think back on some of the old saints, which I dearly love, who maybe weren't always the <laughs> seemingly most kind at times, but they knew what they believed and why, and they, they cared about the people around them. We see it in many of you that are in our congregation, lives that have been well lived for others. Sometimes it gets a little scary, though, as change does happen, doesn't it? And sometimes what was not accepted days ago is now more accepted, and sometimes for the good, sometimes not always, and sometimes we have to let history show us what is good and what isn't. But we need to remember, when we get right down to it, who are we serving? We need to serve one master, this Jesus who has loved us so much. I want to leave the text now and share, because I know some of you have heard some of these stories in the past for me about uh, China, but it's kind of came home this week as uh, one of the very delightful people that I met through China Service Venture came here and got her master's degree from down in uh, Martin Luther College and uh, is here with her husband and little six-month-old baby. And uh, just myriad of thoughts of how this young lady has taken this about choosing who she would serve and who her husband and now her baby will grow up uh, with two parents that love Jesus and will serve in many ways. When we first heard about Nancy, she was a non-Christian. Her dad was in the mil uh, worked with the military and with the government on Chigashan Mountain, where the missionaries had been, uh, the American missionaries, uh, in the early 1900s. It was a special place. And they'd kept many of the homes and stuff there, and that's where we were trying to have a camp. And, we had been there and had chosen a place and had a week of camp, and her dad had asked her if she wanted to go. He kind of called it an English camp, but he also knew that we were Christian, and he was open to that because uh, he heard so many good things about the missionaries. And she came and was uh, taken with the friendship and the love that was there. She came back the second year, and as she met and talked with the counselors, she soon became a follower of Jesus. She then, two years later, came to WAPO as a counselor. And I remember driving her back from the cities out to camp, and as we were 
talking about things, she started sharing about her love for the poor of China. And all of a sudden I looked over at her and she had tears running down her face. She had a deep, deep love for Chinese people. She wanted them to know Jesus. And that hasn't changed. It continues as she has continued to serve both with China's service venture and camps, both here and back in China. But now she's living in Hawaii with her husband working with Chinese people. And they're trying to decide what they will do next. But they know this, they want to serve. They want to serve that one master who has come to them. And when her friends came and said, Nancy, why are you doing this and becoming a Christian? Why did you choose to do this? She just smiled back and says, I didn't choose this. God chose me. And now she wants to live out her life in serving others. She wasn't the only one who made big decisions in China at those camps. A teacher came there in the first year. He was taken by how everybody seemed to care about others. And this idea of uh, China service venture, the idea of service, was kind of a different concept for him. And he was impressed. And he tried to become a better teacher, and he came back the next year. And one of the fun things at the end of one of the weeks at camp, he was picking up a broom and sweeping and cleaning things. And somebody looked at him, what are you doing? You're a teacher. You don't do this kind of manual labor. And he just smiled and says, I have chosen to serve. Jesus serves, I serve. What a gift. And so he looked to serve his students as a Christian teacher from that day on. There are many other stories there of people who came to faith. And it's interesting because what we thought was going to be hopefully a long time, we got to do seven summers of camp there, and then the government changed and they shut us down. And they shut down many of the churches' openness or the openness to the church. And now it's being driven underground again. And you wonder, how will they stand? How will they uh, do? Because they have chosen the way they have, I think they will do fine. Because they make it very clear that their first allegiance is to Jesus. They will not give in to a government that wants to shut them down. They will do what they have to to survive as followers of Jesus. They will share quietly in secret meetings and uh, underground worship. Some of them will be bold and won't even be secret. A couple of the counselors that I've worked with from China have been threatened with jail. One was put in jail for a, a little while. But when he left camp, he was so excited about following Jesus, he changed his desire to be a, a, a working in, econ in the economy, uh, some other type of job, and he said, I, I want to be a person who serves either as a pastor or some other way, and that's what he has pursued. And when he was here, I was kind of thought he was more interested in the Minnesota Timberwolves than he was in sharing the gospel. But he has gone back and everything I've heard, he has been absolutely marvelous. 
We get interested in growing church members. But it's not about membership to a church. It's about being a disciple to Jesus that makes the difference. To have that passion down deep inside that calls us and moves us to take on the task of serving others, loving others, as Jesus served and loved. It is when we understand that these verses don't become a burden, they become an excitement where we know that Jesus is the one we're following, that we get a chance to make a difference in our world for our kids, for our families, and for our communities. It isn't always liked, but it doesn't have to be liked. It's not always fun. It doesn't have to be fun. It's our calling, and it's worth every ounce of energy that we can muster. So I would like to say along with Joshua, and I hope you will with me too, today I choose to follow or as he said, as for me and my house, we will follow the Lord. May that be our prayer, our desire, as we again share our lives in a world that's conflicted with too many masters out there for too many people. But for us, we know who we are and whose we are. And for that, we can be thankful. Amen. Jesus, hold my hand I need thee every hour Through this pilgrim land Protect me by thy power Hear my feeble
leads me safely to a land of rest if I a crown of life have won I have put my faith in thee dear Lord that I may reach the golden strand there's no other friend on whom I can depend blessed Jesus hold my hand Jesus hold my hand I need thee every hour through this pilgrim land protect me by thy I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Standing in awe of your unfathomable grace, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. God of liberation, by the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, we have been freed from the bondage of sin. Help us to walk as people of righteousness, rejecting sin and embracing new life in you. God of life, you hear our prayer. In the resurrection, Jesus redeemed not just humanity, but all of your creation. Teach us to value the natural world as deeply as you do, that we might strive for its protection and care. God of life, you hear our prayer. Inspire our leaders with a higher vision and commit them to uplifting those society would prefer to forget so that all people might flourish together. God of life, you hear our prayer. We bring before you all those in our community who are in need of your healing hand especially Kelsey Zamuda, Joyce Anderson, Jim Wade, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Helen Erickson, Julie Dubois, Scott Morgan, Jean Hoisington, Matt Querup, Ida Martinson, Becky Anderson, Randy Goglin, Shirley Lenz, Helen Jorgensen, Dean Muse, Irene Hogvet, and the family, families of Ed Monette, Dan Rosenbush, and Myrna Brown. 
Bring health and wholeness to all who suffer, those we know and those we don't. God of life, you hear our prayer. Make us blind to the differences that separate us from others. Teach us to love all your children, no matter who they are. God of life, you hear our prayer. We remember with thanksgiving all the saints who have gone before us, who have taught us by their example to walk in the ways of righteousness. God of life, you hear our prayer. Confident in the promise of the resurrection, we lift all these prayers to you, saving God, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue with the offering, and as people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done, to love and to serve our neighbors. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us, the compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us, and the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Amen. When the church celebrates Holy Communion, we gather with all saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's grace and power and the love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, saying, Take and eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this as often as you eat, and eat it in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. Take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as a body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Receive the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Amen.
Jesus is all the world to me, my life, my joy, my all. He is my strength from day to day. Without Him I would fall. When I am sad, to Him I go. No other Just him well.